What up? Welcome to season two of Gagi Gadoda. Here with Grace yeah, White. Two. We made it. Season two. We made it. <laughs> we're we're here and we're alive, friends and family. Yeah, and you're finishing up your last final for the semester, right? <sighs> yep, right now as we speak, in motion, currently happening. <laughs> Just kidding, but um yeah, one more to the finish line, but yeah, guys, we just, um, we took a break, you know, it was kind of needed. I feel like me and Grace kind of just, I don't know, I got so busy. It was like so hard to like navigate uploading every week. And I feel like we just kind of needed that mental break from the podcast for a while. So yeah. And school is getting really crunch time, like dealing with finals, the end of the semester for me. Uh, start of season all that stuff we just got super busy but we got a little break and episode two is full of surprises and excitement surprises and excitement <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of lame but you know it's gonna be good. and surprises yeah so yeah it was just like I think we kind of ended during midterms like around there and it was just I don't know. I feel like we were just kind of like, all right, we need a break. Let's pick back up after finals and start a different season. So, right. And we, kind of, we really learned how to, you know, do everything involving a p- podcast. Like yeah. advertisement and recording what we needed, mm-hmm. um, visualizing topics and talking to each other about like what we want. And I think we've had a lot of time to kind of think and reflect on what we want to do really with the podcast and what we want to cover. Yeah, and then I think we both did interviews, or we both like had interviews with the Bemidji State American Indian Resource Center. I think in um, Native American Heritage Month, we both like did separate um, interviews. Grace did one with her and her dad, and like I don't know, I like watched it as if I was like a fan, and I don't know, it was just so cool to see you and your dad like be on that level. It was so cool. I had so much fun with that. Actually, I've like rewatched it and um, went and listened. And I learned something every time I do that, you know, just getting experience. And it's such an honor to be asked to do something like that. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you and your dad are so cool. Like when you're like a dynamic duo. But like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, because I feel like we always hear from you and what you do and how you got to where you're at. But we never like get to hear, you know, like your dad or your mom's perspective. So it was really cool. Like your dad provided like a lot of background and I don't know. I was like, wow, Spank, you're you're really cool, man. (laughs) I didn't know where it was going to go, but I thought it went really well. And to be able to kind of tell, like you said, my story and people could hear my story and then his perspective as my dad and watching me get to where I am and all the things that we've been through together. It's pretty, yeah. Talk about it. And yeah. you know, Oh yeah, no, it was like super cool. Cause I don't feel like you guys have ever done something like that. Have you? No, I don't think we've ever done. Well, I think we've had interviews on this mm. like article or with the same, um, like news outlet, but I don't think we've ever done something joint like that. Whereas both of us on the same platform talking at the same time versus like separate putting into an article. So being able oh, to yeah. be interactive, like during an interview and during, we kind of held, um, what exactly was that? Like a sem- a web seminar. So actually holding something like that and being a host of um, 
like a seminar was a lot really exciting. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. If you guys want to check the episode out, I think it's probably on the American Indian Resource Center for Bemidji's Facebook page. You probably just click on that and then search uh, for Grace White and then it'll probably pop up. But yeah, then I did one, I think like a week before you. And it was kind of just on like um, the language table that we were running. Um, I didn't actually run it this semester. I was like handing it off to a sin and I was just like, yep, like I'm handing it off. Like I don't want to um, basically like take on too much that I can handle with this semester. And I already had the podcast. So I was like, man, I really can't do it. And, um, but it was really cool. It was cool seeing like a sin step up and take that over. Cause I've been doing it for like the last year and a half now. So she really took it over. But basically in the interview, we were just going over like why we started working on language and like what prompted us to start working on language and what our favorite parts about the language are. So that was really cool. And then there was like, a big audience kind of for a webinar. I thought there'd be like five people. There was like over 30 and I was like, that's, that was so cool, you know? So. Yeah, that's definitely really exciting. And Mm -hmm. I said like that, I always learn something new. And at the beginning of it, he just kind of gave me, there wasn't really a platform or criteria that we're supposed to address. There was no, like a, just kind of, he just gave us an agenda really like here, just kind of hit this point or this point, whatever you want to say, however you kind of want to conduct it. So really organizing something on the fly, you know, like I knew some of the topics mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, but being able to be like conversational with my dad was really fun. And I want to do a lot more stuff like that and get involved with talking to schools and kids. So being able to even talk to adults, you know, about yeah. what they could do to help native youth. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool that, you know, they wanted my guidance. They wanted me to answer questions for them on what they could do. And that was something I've never really um, had before. Yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. Like I, I genuinely, like I usually don't go back and watch those type of interviews, but like for this, this one, I was like, wow, this is dope. Like, you know, especially cause your dad is like, dude, your dad's smart. Like, I don't know, like every time he talks, I'm like, learn something, you know, like, I don't know. Your dad's just super cool, but yeah. So yeah, we had, I had probably the roughest semester to date. I, I, I don't even know how, I, I guess when I took my job in August, you know, I got hired on in mid August or like the second week of August, I knew, you know, I was taking 16 credits. I, I was doing 40 hours a week at work and I just, I guess I never really thought about like what that was going to look like you know, and it just got like progressively like harder and harder and harder and harder. And I found myself just in like, I mean, and I went through, you know, some personal um, life shifts and challenges this semester. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like, you know, it was probably the worst my anxiety has ever been as a semester. So it was kind of like, a jump from like normally going to school, being in class, going home, doing homework, doing my thing, and then repeating that. It was like I had work to focus on, then I had school to focus on, and then back and forth, back and forth. And I just found myself like, oh my God, you know, I was just like overwhelmed. And then I took on a few new projects. Dude, it was mm-hmm. awful. And then like, I don't know, I took on a few new projects. We we're working on um, some Red Lake Solar projects I'm really, really, really excited about. It's been like making me so hype about, you know, environmental work that I want to start doing. And um, 
but yeah, so I just kind of just finishing up this finals. Finals were like, again, the hardest set of classes I've ever taken just because it was so much. And, uh, but you know what? Guess what? I'm done with math. Here Let's... we are. You got Dude. through it. <laughs> you <Dude>. got through <laughs> it. And the thing, when you would talk to me about it, I just know how stressed you were. That's how I was with my Spanish class. There was no way. And I had to take it for a year. Not only did I have it a semester, I had it three trimesters. And the amount of stress of just wanting to do well, and it still doesn't click. You probably don't even... I don't know how much you learned from the class, but Spanish, I recall the basics. I did what I could to get through it. You know, I ended up with decent grades. Um, mm-hmm. I think I might have ended up with one A and then the, the other two were Bs for that semester. Or yeah. But it was rough. And props to you for getting through it because you'll never have Thank to you. deal with it again. Thank you. Also, Thank you. it was also during a time of politics were insane during the end of our semester oh my god um, yeah. that was a whole other let's not forget that happened <laughs> so dealing with that <laughs> school the world everything being crazy you got one more final you have one more semester of your undergrad How oh my god that dude i can't believe we're both gonna be done with undergrad isn't that i can't believe it that like is insane what is time, bro? Like, I seriously. don't know. My boyfriend was just saying, like, I'm impatient. I just want to, you know, start life. And he's getting his master's right now. And he's finishing his years. Like, I'm tired of school, whatever. Um, I'm like, you need to, babe, slow down. Life is already, it's <laughs> December, like, 15th, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's going to come soon enough. Time is, I have no idea what it is anymore I wake up have a certain routine go with the flow now even with COVID there's so many you got to do so much on the fly and um do yourself do things for yourself to keep yourself sane right and I just I like look at videos of my niece and nephew and I'm like how how stop growing up how is time moving like this it's yeah and we're about to graduate what? what like what is and um, Alea's about to be a dude Alea's about to be a year old next month <laughs> what is no. life but yeah so math is done I got all my core requirements done for indigenous studies that chapter is closed and I'm like wow what you know it's just it's it's a really cool feeling but I also know I'm like yeah, it's like I still got to keep going to school. So it's like, right. I don't know. But but... You've been doing some really dope things. And from, you know, one niche to the other, you are doing so much for our community, so much for our people, so much for our Native youth. And I'm so proud of that. You, you're single-handedly choosing to put all your effort into the people, the language, the culture. And that's so important for who you are and for your tribe, for our tribe, what a blessing you are to our people. Bro, thank you. That makes me feel so good. Yeah, no, I I don't even know, like, what my grades are going to be like. And I was, I don't even think, I was telling grandma the other day, I was like, I've been getting straight A's for, like, semester after semester after semester. And right now, I feel like we're just surviving, you know? I we're know. surviving the pandemic. Like, 
I, what are grades? Like, you know, we survived and we're continuing our education during a Mm -hmm. global pandemic. And I feel like if I get a solid C in math, you know, we tried. That's all you need. I got a, I've gotten worse, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, um, yeah, I, I emailed my teacher. I've ended two classes. Well, I emailed him and he changed it to an A minus. Anyways, he was going to give me an 89.5. I said in the email, oh, 89.6. What do I have to do to be rounded up (laughs) 0.4 a percentage to get an A minus? Never emailed me back for a week. And then all of a sudden he sends out a mass email to our entire class and says, final grades are in don't email me for a higher grade. And I'm like, oh, nice. But he put in minus. So I said, whatever, dude, I don't have to deal with you again. You were the worst professor I've ever had. Your classes were hard. He, I hate those professors that just act like we only have your class to worry about. Right. Why, Why is that? 10-page papers. Why? Every week. Yeah. What? Every week. Yeah, no. I'm Five like, why? Huh? What do you... No, and I'm like, bro, this isn't Harvard. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, I mean, my professors were, bro, they were assigning me assignments for homework the last week of class. And I was Oof. like, what are you doing? You psychopaths. Like, relax. Like, it's not that serious, you know? Yeah, I seen this video just a little while ago of this teacher. I think it was a TikTok. I don't know where I seen it. And it was a teacher in the hospital with like a ventilator talking to her class. And everyone's like, it's not that serious. Like you need to cancel yeah. class. There's, there's way bigger things going on. And all my professors were pretty understanding about that as like, we kind of went through class. I've had a couple of family members pass and things happen throughout the semester. And, you know, for the most part, they were really understanding, but I always felt like this whole semester I'm doing the bare minimum, I'm getting a good grade, but the more I could have done to just get that A instead of a B plus, you know, like that's what's kind of annoying with me, but whatever it's over with. I'll talk better in an interview than looking at my GPA, even though my GPA is not bad, but grades are really, I think it's like a three point. Well, I came in with a 4.0 here. And it's probably like, it's got to be like a 3.7, 3.6 now, maybe. I'm not sure after this last semester. So it's really not bad. But Well, luckily, you're Grace White. Nobody's going to care. Whatever. <laughs> um, GPA how are grades. Mm, yeah, they're just, uh, there's just another beast of a thing to worry about. But how well, are your classes? For <laughs> next semester? No, how were they like this last semester? Oh, they were pretty tough because I had to finish my psych requirements. So I had like labs to do. Um, I didn't have a math class to deal with, but they were actually all pretty interesting when I had them. There's one class. I don't think this sounds terrible. I didn't read one prompt for the class. (laughs) Not even one. I'm not even kidding you. Like at the end of the semester, I was like, wait, actually we went halfway through. And I found out we had assignments to do. He didn't have them posted anywhere. You literally had to go and find them. And I'm like, wait, 
you, you're telling me we had an assignment to do each time class met. And it was a Monday, Wednesday class. And then you had to stay an extra hour on Monday or Wednesday, depending what group you were in. Mine was Buddhism. So, yeah, I ended up having to catch up on all that stuff. But he was a really good professor and real chill. So I managed to get everything done. But I'm like, how did that slip through the cracks? I didn't have anything written down on my planner for the class. So, yeah, that one was a wild card. But it's over with. That's a that's a total Grace move, if anybody it wants is. to know. That's what Definitely Grace does. She's, she's famous for it. it. Always. That's what she does. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so what are, you, what are you doing next semester then? Um, I have, like, one required class. And then I have to fulfill – the um university's requirement no i did all my prereqs all that's done i think i just have like a requirement of total classes so like credits because my trimester credits didn't transfer over to full credit so i have to take a couple credits but super easy classes and should be really light workload i hope so you're still in undergrad coursework next semester and then in the fall you're going into your master's yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work out. I'm still have to wait to meet with the lady for the master's program and kind of see what exactly I can get into because I don't have a background in in business, but I want to do like a general business master's degree. And it kind of goes hand in hand with psychology. Like there can be some good stuff to get into with business. And um, it just kind of gives me a lot of options for when I do graduate. And being able to get it paid for is is a blessing for sure. Yeah, dude, no, that for sure. That's kind of like a versatile or versatile, however you say that English word mm-hmm. is like gives it gives you flexibility to do whatever yeah. it is you want to do when you're done with your masters. Right. And who knows what that is? <laughs> I mean, I'm kinda glad that we were granted another year so that I didn't have to make any big life decisions. You know, like I kind of get to relax yeah. in school for another year and just kind of get yeah. that done. I feel like you needed that extra year to kind of figure out like what you want to do when you get, you know, when you're done playing right. ball. Like I said, life is going by so quick. So making those decisions will come soon enough. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I was like um, picked up a few new projects this semester and it just like my workload just like exploded like overnight and I was like what like what what is going on like you know but I started working on this um I started working on two big programs or not programs but like volunteering kind of my time and um one of them was like um a red lake solar project so like um figuring out ways of like and where the grant funding would come from and like what we could do to do like a massive like solar energy project here um and so i mean there's more details i can't talk about but it's like i don't know i'm just like so excited to start like yeah no it's like so cool and then um we started working on this adult immersion ojibwe language program that we're going to deliver through zoom in january and so we've been doing a lot of work on that it's through the Red Lake Immersion School up here, and it's just an extension. That's a three- and four-year-old um, immersion school where it's only spoken in Ojibwe. And so we're extending that to a, a, an adult program. And so kind of just getting helping get it off its feet and just kind of doing work with that. And so between the two of them, I was meeting with the solar project each week and doing, you know, just things for the immersion program, like every day, basically, kind of just a little bit here and there. And then, um, but I don't know, It's I feel like, 
never been more stressed out, but I've also never felt more fulfilled in my life, if that makes sense. <laughs> Any oh, sense yeah. Content, but busy. That is so true. That is so do- dope with what you're doing. I've been getting more interested in, um, I guess not more interested, but kind of trying to educate myself on what steps you really need to take. My professor, she lives all solar, all off the off the earth, you know, um, and they she gets paid for that now. She paid it off and all for her home. She has like the water wells, the solar panels, you name it. She lives off the earth and she gets paid. The electric company literally pays her and she paid it all off in seven years. And now she makes money off living. Damn. Yeah. She, she really got it going for her. So that's kind of the move for sure. I mean, why, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, go green. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's how I feel like I'm just like man these environmental moves are crucial we're in a we're in a place where we kind of like gotta kind of start all doing that but yeah there's there's this master's program that opened up that kind of is is that Bemidji state that I was like man maybe I can make it work still keep mm-hmm. doing my work up here and do my master's through there but I don't know I don't even know I'm but this uh now that I'm going to be done with school with for the semester I'm going to start really seriously like looking at what programs I'm applying to what there's a couple of the University of Wisconsin that really look appealing and then there's mm-hmm. one at the University of Arizona and Arizona State University that are more indigenous studies so I'd be kind right. of just push, pushing my undergrad coursework through more um, graduate work so that's cool but then the masters of teaching would allow me to like work with environmental stuff and language at the same time. And yeah. I, I don't really, and that's kind of like my two passions. Like right now I'm really into environmental work and sustainability and then language work. And they kind of coincide in some ways, but it's like really dope work. Cause it's like, yeah. how do you decolonize live off the earth, bro? Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, I just wrote another paper about the pipeline and pipelines and the effects just with, land and how natives really have to fight for their water to not be potentially contaminated that's really a thing um right when we start looking at life through i mean human need versus business and money how what does a dollar bill do for us at the end of the day you know what i mean besides buy things for us to survive and right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll there's like this. It. Yeah, there's this uh, paper that I was writing is like a Green New Deal, but how you would cater it to Red Lake. I'm doing my final on it, and I was like so excited to write about it because I'm like, man, like because I was writing about like how we got here, right? You see all these mm-hmm. like negative statistics right. about about our home, about our tribe, all this stuff, and I'm like, so I told the backstory of how we got there. I like bullet pointed from like 1863 to like now where we're at and i'm like this is like settler colonialism and bold assimilation tactics by the united states government and this is how we start to reverse some of that damage that affects our environment here in red lake and so the proposal is mainly like it's kind of like more of a guide for me like what it would look like to take like something in broad united states policy and kind of minimize it into something like more like of a community effort and what that looks like for marginalized communities like um, reservations and stuff that you know, have been disproportionately um, affected by um, uh, settler colonialism. And, and and so it's like really cool when I get to unravel like 
crazy stereotypes and stuff. And like, dude, I'm just so happy I went to school. I learned so much. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you're done with your undergrad and even learning how to learn about things. You know, that's not people seem like that's not a thing, but learning how to actually educate yourself on topics while getting educated on topics. I mean, it sounds like easy, but it really isn't a opener. It really yeah. opens up your eyes to all the things mm-hmm. that you, the, all the things you don't know. You literally can learn something all every day. I feel like one of the biggest things that I've noticed now that we're seniors and like, you know, almost done is like, I, I really noticed that I can com- compartmentalize an argument and have it flow really well. And that is because we wrote probably 8,000 papers in four years okay. and hate it, hate it or love it. But you and I can construct arguments way better, even when right. we fight, bro. <laughs> I think, yeah, we definitely are like, we got the ethos, the logo, we got everything <laughs> in our arguments. Like, you make right. me feel bad, I can make you feel bad, we get our <laughs> points across. Uh, one thing I was going to say is, one thing I really learned is how to figure it out. How to just simply Google something, YouTube something, mm-hmm. like... I now give myself oil changes. Shut. I would, I would pay like eighty dollars for an oil change, and now I pay like twenty five because you I do change it myself. your own oil. Yes. What? Since when? You didn't even tell me pan. this. I got the little. Um, well, Emmanuel helps me. He got the little jack, and he taught me how to change my own oil. So, who are I you? I save so much money. Just, I mean, I add washer fluid to my car. I YouTube everything. Um, yeah. He kind of really got me into that. Like, I'll ask him a question, like, how do you do this? He's like, baby, someone has done it before. Just put it in YouTube or Google, and it breaks <laughs> it down to me how to do something. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Yeah, so now I change around oil. And just figuring out, you know, growing up and learning more and more about the world, figuring out how to do stuff by yourself and not needing to ask questions when there's all these resources out there. Um yeah, huge, like figuring it out, writing papers, etc. Yeah, that critical thinking I feel like we picked up in the last four years has just been our three and a half has just been like monumental. I feel like we didn't have that when we first started, and now I feel like could even critically analyzing like how do you do this? You know, remember, bro, remember when <laughs> you remember when we were like at grandma's and we were like, we need to make a pot of coffee, and I was like, do you know how to do this? Yeah. And you're like, no, and I was like. <laughs> I looked at you and we were standing in the kitchen. I said, bro, we're in college. We can figure it out. And you're like, let's ask grandfather Google or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, but bro, let's talk about you dropped 20 points on Purdue. (laughs) Do do you understand you're killing it this semester? Like what, what did you, what is going on? Are you smudging more? Are you praying more? What's going on? Oh, oh. Uh, you know, I think, I think I felt so, I don't want to say robbed. I don't really want to say that, but the past three years in my basketball career, two years, my basketball career, I felt like, kind of just held back in a way and my third year was kind of learning everything over like I was a freshman I had to come learn a new offense 
um, I transferred, had to get used to the school, et cetera. You know, that's a huge transition from one school to the other, one place to the other. And my grandma, Dell, has been sick and she just passed away December 1st. And she, you know, I was thinking before the Purdue game and Illinois game and, you know, I was thinking back to before when I was on the bus on the way to Purdue campus and, you know, I just kind of start tearing up and crying. And I'm like, I don't know what game she has not listened to, watched since eighth grade almost seventh grade. I don't remember seventh grade too much, but I'm thinking about eighth grade. I don't know what game she missed. She heard every game on the radio. If she couldn't make it, she went to every home game. Um, and she was so proud of me. You know, I was like reading our messages back and forth on Facebook the other night and how much pride she really had for me and how much she believed in me. And, you know, when I, when I go sit and talk with her at her house and go visit with her, you know, every time I was home, I had to make it a point to go and see her for at least a half hour, hour, hour and a half. And we talk about basketball and, you know, she just lit up every time. And she was so excited to watch my games and, you know, she knew how good I was. And I think just really carrying that, on my shoulders, you know, I played for my brother for so long and I still continue to play for him, but she really supported me wholeheartedly with basketball. And that's kind of where our connection was with my dad, with her. So playing hard and putting it all on the floor is just kind of something I'm able to do for her. You know, like she's not able to watch anymore. She was sick, real sick Illinois game. And, you know, my dad called me that Saturday I think it was Friday maybe before we played. I don't remember what, what the date day was. And he said, here, you know, your grandma is sedated, but she can respond with, you know, she was kind of nodding and just talk to her, you know, tell her to, she has to wake up, tell her she has to wake up to watch her game and um, we'll watch the whole game. He played it on the radio for her. And, you know, thinking about that and, knowing that she's so proud of me and she made it a point to listen or watch. And she was able to listen to the Illinois game with my dad as he watched it, as she was kind of in a coma, real sedated. And I really have a reason to just go hard. You know, she got the number one seat up there now. Um, it's kind of giving me an extra push, I would say, just dealing with the Big Ten teams and, she, you know, she would always tell me, like, you're such a star, Grace, you know that, you know, be like, I'm at Summit League in Denver, or, you know, I'm here in the Missouri Valley Conference. And she would just tell me, you know, you're as good as those girls at UConn. You're as good as those girls, like, Minnesota Lynx, like, you guys are the same. You can do that. You know, she would always message me, I'm so proud of you, you know, let me know when you're home, I can make you some Mac. And <laughs> just... I think I've just been able to really use her to kind of give me an extra push and play. So didn't yeah, mean to get all deep is, there for a second, but no, <laughs> no, you know what? You don't share your emotions too often with the public, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that's so cool. Like you have been able to, 
you know, use heartbreak in such a um, really, really, really awesome way where you don't let it pull you down and leave you there on the ground. You know, that rhyme, that was mm-hmm. cool. But like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It, like, you know, using it as your motivation and your drive and your, you know, your, you know, sound cliche, whatever, but your like mamba mentality that you have is because you've been able to utilize that heartbreak and that pain that you've always gone through. Cause I mean, like, let's face it, Grace, you have not had an easy life. Like, and you've just been able to, I don't know, bro. Like you just have this like glow about you that you're able to just be this like person who can hold all this on her shoulders and keep, keep fighting, you know, keep your fists up. And, you know, it's just like, it's such a cool thing to see that you can continue that, into another huge loss for your family you know that's I you know I was just driving by there and I was just like wow like you know in my head I can just see her standing by you at a game you know that's like my memory of her just always standing by Grace just like shining mm-hmm. you know just so proud of Grace and it's just you know your family really lost a really monumental soul and it just you know I'm so sorry for your loss I mean think I don't even think we really talked about it but <clears throat> your um your determination is seriously what little girls and little boys will be seeing you know and when you do get into mo- motivational speaking you know you're going to be able to be like this is how I did it this is how I took you know like really hard losses and I kept going and this is like the Purdue game like that was crazy like everybody was like your niece dropped 20 points and got the dub on a big 10 team. Like who is this beast and where has she been? And I was like, what? You know, I was like, was that Purdue? And they were like, yeah, what the hell? And so I'm guilty. I'm like living my own world over here. But I'm like, I'm just so proud of you, bro. Like you, you just continue to shine and glow and you're thriving, bro. I am being honest. You've never looked more beautiful in your lifetime than you do right now. You seriously oh, like had a gl- bro. You had like two glow ups this year, and I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I don't know what it's been, but I'm here for it, and I'm living for it. But <laughs> whatever. Um, Thank you. Though. No, yeah, bro, you're so you're so dope. I'm I'm so glad we're doing this. I I was telling Grandma, I was like, I miss talking to Grace on our podcast. Actually, I think, yeah, a little bit. This is Maybe. our time to definitely catch up and talk and just interact with each other on kind of a deeper level you know with an audience too but keep it genuine you know like I said our talks the reason why we started this podcast is because we have such deep genuine conversations that just flow and we're able Mm -hmm. to talk about topics whether we disagree or agree on them and bring a point of view that you know we're able to share with each other and bring up oops can I not say hell yeah well I just did (laughs) Um, yeah, so yeah, for upcoming season, we got a lot of really cool content. We're still cooking it and seeing kind of what we want to throw out to the world. But I know we have a lot of really cool ideas and we are really, really excited to be doing the podcast back because we had so much good feedback from you guys. You guys were like, so sweet to us. And we're just like, so like genuinely like interested in our podcast and that meant so much to us so just shout out to all the people all the beautiful humans that gave us positive feedback and whatever other feedback you gave us we appreciate all of it so yeah for sure definitely do 
Heck yeah. Well, we will be back next week with another episode. So bye, guys. Yeah, see ya.